Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome to the From the Shadows podcast. I am your host, Shane Grove, uh, and uh, I was hoping the super producer could join me tonight, but uh, he's super producing uh, the episode that's going up uh, in the next next day or two, so so he could not. But uh, he's having, he, for all of our longtime listeners, he's having some, uh, some health issues again, so uh, if everybody out there listening wants to say a little prayer for uh, Jason's super producer, I'm sure he'd appreciate it. Um, he's trying to fight through uh, some of the stuff that's still affecting him from this from the last time he was sick. So, um, but he's he's putting up a good fight. So just keep him in your thoughts and prayers, and I'm sure that uh, you will appreciate that. So before we uh, before we bring our guests on for tonight, um, I just want to remind everybody that if you want to be on the uh, From the Shadows podcast and you have a good story or experience you want to share, you can find us at From the Shadows podcast on Facebook. You can find our uh, forum page on Facebook after the shadows. You can find me at Shane Grove author on Instagram or From the Shadows podcast on Instagram or the good old fashioned way. Just go to our website from the shadows podcast.com. Hit the contact button, send me an email. I promise I will read it and get back to you uh, as soon as possible. And, uh, you know, if you got got a good story to tell, then um, we'll have you on the show because those are the best guests we have or uh, people with uh, their own experiences, uh, which which leads me to our uh, guest tonight Um, for people who uh, who know and follow all the shenanigans that we do on the podcast. Um, 
you know, where we're from is a, uh, it's kind of a cool area for movies. We do, there's some independent movies that get made in our area, uh, including uh, one that we did called uh, Escape from Death Black 13. And uh, the, the young lady that's on here with her husband, and we won't introduce him right away. We'll bring him uh, as a surprise. But uh, he's now surprised himself. Um, <laughs> Um, from, from the, I guess we could describe her. She's, so she's written her own movie. I think she's going to help produce it. She's going to star in it. Um, she's, I guess, a star of television in the area. She's a radio personality in the area. Um, she's an all around, I guess, let's just call her a media mogul. Um, our very own Kelby King, Kelby. Welcome to the From the Shadows podcast. Wow, that was quite some introduction. <laughs> I, I I practiced that all day long. Did you? You nailed it. <laughs> so, That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> wow, is Scott still there listening? <laughs> no, he is. Holy smokes, you better take some notes. And, and say, Jeez. See, Scott, every time she walks in a room, you're going to have to, like, get a trumpet. Da, 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 you know, that's right. Right. <laughs> I'm going to write on that. <laughs> so so Kel, so for the people that, you know, follow or follow us on Facebook and Instagram and stuff, I posted a couple weeks ago about doing your show, Kelby, the uh, yeah. sit down with Kelby King on on WMFD. And we, I, you know, we had a great time. You interviewed me about the podcast and talked to, you know, talked some, some really cool stuff on air, but was the stuff we talked about off air that brings you onto the show, onto our show. Mm -hmm. And it was so, it was so spooky. Some of the <laughs> stories that you guys share that I, I just, I had to have you on so you could share um, with our listeners all over the world some of your very own paranormal experiences. Mm -hmm. So, so let's, so before we get into the stories, kind of give us a little background on, on how long you have been experiencing things and what sort of things you've been experiencing. Honestly, I have been experiencing paranormal since a young child. In fact, I was probably five or six when I first saw a person, um, I was laying in my bed and I first saw this person who looked like a real person, not ghostly, nothing like a real person. Um, at, at, like at my doorway laying on the floor, looking at me. And, uh, I got super scared, ran to my mom, thought it was my brother being silly. And he of course was sleeping. And that was my very first ever time experiencing it. And so I the per so the person was laying down in the door. Yeah, they were laying like at the doorway on the floor, um, which is really weird for one. Yes, I'm and agreeing. just and just staring at me while I was in my bed reading. And as a five six year old, that was petrifying. <laughs> and uh, my mom, of course, calmed me down. But uh, yeah, that was I'll never forget it. Like, I, I remember it very vividly. I can still see what he looks like. He was an older guy. It was very crazy. So so what did your mom, you said your mom calmed you down, but what did she think? Was it just your imagination or something? Or 
I think so. You know, I don't remember that detail. I just remember her saying, oh, it's not your brother. Because I tried to blame my brother. And uh, even though it didn't look like him, but I still thought maybe I'm just tired. I don't know. Um, and she says, no, your brother's, you know, there's no possible way. And she, her bedroom was right across from mine. And uh, she just really talked me through it and said, you, you're, there was no one there. And I'm like, but there was. <laughs> and uh, I just kind of, at that point, it was just my own battle with that memory. Holy smokes. Okay. Yep. That would be, I, I would have to say, that would be unnerving whether you were five years old or 50 years old. I know. I could see somebody just laying. Because mm -hmm. I got to be honest, I've never heard anybody come on and tell a ghost story where the ghost is just laying down hanging they out. were laying right on the floor and i thought you know I, I think back to that moment like today i'm you know clearly a lot older um and i think well, why would they laying that i mean that's just why wouldn't they just stand there in my doorway is very strange but i think it actually just makes me remember it even more you know just the yeah. fact that they were creepily just laying at my at the at the doorway very strange now, did you, did Scott ever hear this story before you got married or did you wait and save it until after he was, he, he couldn't get out? You know what? I, I don't even know. Did you, did you, I ever tell you that story or is this no. new? Oh, jeez. No. <laughs> oh, People are learning a bunch of stuff about me. <laughs> Surprise, Scott. Yeah, I left that out of our courtship when we were dating. <laughs> Holy moly. By the way, I see ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, so then did it become like a frequent thing as a young child that you, that you saw stuff then? Yes and no. I mean, it was like, it's kind of like a hit and miss. And, you know, I always wondered why they would come and be so prevalent as I aged and grew up my childhood and, uh, and sometimes kind of like just dis disappear for lack of better words. And uh, I don't know if it had to, there's any correlation to what was going on in my life at the time. I don't know. I mean, none of us really know, but you kind of wonder, you know, why so prevalent at some times and not others. Now, this house that you were in as a young child, is that a house that you lived in um, for many years or was it just, you know, one of yeah. many houses or? It was an older house and we lived there my entire childhood. I mean, through high school and everything like that, that was my home for, for growing up. Mm -hmm. Really? So uh, did any, did you get curious and, and see if that maybe it might've been somebody, um, especially the guy might've been somebody that from uh, like a previous owner or inhabitant of the house? You know, I never did. And I, I think it's probably cause I was young. Um, but if that kind of same thing would happen to me today in that manner, I probably would do that. I would probably be so curious and want to put the pieces together that I would go research and say, you know, who was here before us? Did they, did they die? Did like, you know what I mean? Try to just make sense of, of it because really paranormal, it's so hard to make any sense out of it. And it's hard to believe it until it happens to you. And then it, you're, you're shocked and, you know. So, so how many, how many different instances occurred before you kind of got used to it happening and you were, weren't scared or frightened anymore and more just kind of like curious? Honestly, probably a good dozen. 
Um, and that was kind of normal for me. It just kind of becomes normal. My, you know, my great grandma used to live in this really old boarding house and she had rumors, like rumors that would rent out her rooms. The old, the old, the, wait, the old Fleetwood Mac album? Do you say? What? <laughs> what? Not quite, but okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, <laughs> so, but, I've but never I, heard anybody called, called borders rumors. Yeah, that's what I grew up and there's like, oh, it's the border. It's the rumor. It's a rumor. Yeah. I never, I've never heard them called rumors. Yeah, so. that's yeah. That was that was what my grandma used to call them, the rumors. Ah, okay. Yeah, go okay. take take this laundry to the rumor in the first room or what you know, room A, whatever. I don't remember okay. what she. But anyway, she it was just uh, this house scared me so much as a child. But I spent all my time there, you know, in the summers, and this is where I always was. And I remember a lot of what I saw was also in that house, um, especially with all the, the the men, the rumors, if you will, that lived there. And uh, they were probably truck drivers and, you know, just guys who just were passing through. And um, yeah. but then, then you hear all the stories about what used to happen in the house. And, you know, this person used to live there and blah, 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 blah. And uh, anyway, I would see a lot in that house. And uh, there, that was a big part of the childhood experiences we just talked about was in, in the house with the rumors at my great grandma's. Is there anything in particular in that house that really stands out that? Um, yeah, it's, she had this basement and to get to the basement, there's rumors upstairs and then way in the basement. And the basement was this small little crickety uh stairway this might make a good movie actually <laughs> and, and uh downstairs there were these it, they almost look like cells i mean they were not anything great it was just like and i don't think these guys cared where they spent the night you know they just need a place um with these small little cots and i just that's where they were and i just remember seeing and feeling and uh hearing that i guess ghosts down in that area in that basement Holy smoke. Yeah, and every time my sorry, every time my grandma would say, Hey, go put this on so and so's bed, I'm like, Where are they downstairs? Or because <laughs> I don't want to go down there, you know. And uh, but I did, and I would run right back up as fast as I could. But so she'd so you'd go down there all by yourself, and oh, yeah, and then there you would hear like, like what would you'd see things? Yeah, you would see, things. yes, you would hear them moving around. And she was pretty smart. She wouldn't send me down there if they were down there, right? So they were out working, um, which I really appreciate. <laughs> um, but then I would go down there knowing no one's down there, and I would hear them talk or hear them doing something in the room, uh, which was empty, and, uh, you know, just weird stuff like that. So I had a lot of that kind of stuff growing up, like all my life. Did uh, did any Did anyone in that basement ever try to make contact with you? Um, I always thought they were trying to speak to me. Sometimes what they would say is very clear. Other times it was like, what, you know, you, you can't really make it out. But then you're like, oh, someone's trying to talk, you know? And then when you're really young, you just, you don't care what they're doing. You just want to get out. But, you know, then uh, like a year later, you'd think about that and be like, man, I wonder if they're trying to talk 
or maybe they were trying to tell me to get out. I, I don't know. Holy smokes. You got to have nerves of steel. That's all, that's all I could say. I mean, I'm a little more courageous these days than I was back then. Well, think about, I mean, all of the, all, almost everybody as a kid didn't want to go down in the basement because, you know, you just thought it was, might be haunted or scary. And you're actually going down in basements that you know are haunted uh-huh. and keep going, keep going back. Boy, you got the worst grandma ever. I just got to <laughs> be honest. I think and you she, know what? You know what's funny about that? I there's one time she made me go down there to deliver something. I don't remember what. It's usually it was usually a towel or a bed sheets or something. And uh, it was the one time where one of the rumors was actually in his room down in the basement. And I remember kind of feeling relieved because and they were scary themselves as a little girl. You know, they just they were scary to me. And yeah. uh, I was relieved he was down there because I'm like. Oh, good. Maybe I don't have to deal with the the other, you know. So. Oh gosh. Now, did um, do you remember any of those guys coming up and saying anything about, you know, something, somebody talking or making noise or moving something or? No, and that's the thing. They never heard it because I asked my grandma once at her kitchen table. And that's how you got to get to the basement. It was right there. And I brought it up to her and she talked to them and there was nothing. They heard nothing. They, they didn't know of anything. It was just me. I was the only one. Did your, did your grandma ever have any experiences? I, you know, that's a good question, but I don't remember her saying anything about that. In all the, the time I spent at her house, I do not remember her ever bringing that up. And then, you know, you think, oh, people are going to think I'm crazy. I'm just a little kid and they're probably going to not believe me a or not, you know? And uh, so I didn't tell many people other than just a few questions here and there. Well, I would hope that your grandmother didn't have experiences and then sent you down there. (laughs) (laughs) I I would like to say she did not do that to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Now I know that, that she didn't want to go down there herself. So she sent me now I know, Oh, you know what? Now I'm a little mad. <laughs> I'll, show, I'll show that kid. That kid thinks she's got it rough. I'll yeah. send her down there with the undead. Jeez. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So then as you, so you, you get a little bit older as a young adult and move out of these places. Mm-hmm. And so the stuff follows you around. It really does. You know, it's funny. My, my children, my own children grew up all their childhood and it was normal for them too. And uh, for to, them to, to experience see things, like, yep, yep, in our in our house, and um, it's never been to the depth that mine has been, like as vivid. But yeah, I mean, they're all used to this kind of paranormal stuff happening in our homes, and uh, it's kind of a joke that, gosh, my, you're my, me. They call you know, mom. They say mom brings all the ghosts with her everywhere she goes. You know, it's just, we joke about it, but it's true. Like it's, they're, they're always prevalent wherever we go. Now, do you believe that is a product of where you're living or where you were working and that stuff actually was attached to you and coming home? I think both, honestly, because I've had some experiences in the workplace Um, And then I've had experiences in the home. Now, not every home 
because you know I, you know I would maybe had an apartment for eight months or whatever and nothing nothing would happen or but some of my homes where I really lived there for years yeah a lot a lot of crazy stuff would go down <laughs> you just never thought of just building a new house <laughs> if it's oh, no well yeah that crosses my mind to burn it to the ground all the time <laughs> but I say that when I see a spider too so I guess <laughs> Oh gosh. Okay. Okay. For a okay. So, so share some of, share some of these, you know, I know you said you had a couple really, really good stories in your mind that really stand out from the rest. So you know, yeah. let's, hear, let's hear those. This is, this is one I, I, I throughout my many years on the earth. Um, there's, you know, I've always heard them speak. I've seen them. Um, but this one, this one really, I don't think I'll ever forget it. I w- it was, I lived in a condo and the, the condo had a basement and uh, that was where my bedroom was. We kind of fixed it all up, you know, it was when I, my kids were younger and I, and I, so that's where I uh, spent a lot of time was down in the basement. And uh, anyway, I, I don't know about you, but when I do laundry and I fold towels they are folded super crisp. I don't know. I think I think we had this discussion and I will we did. I, yes we and did. I will once again throw Christy right under the bus <laughs> is that she she has a certain way of folding towels uh-huh. that doesn't always match up with mine. And yeah, I, I think I must that's say, pretty normal. Yeah, and I must say that her way always looks much better and yes and, and nicer than mine. Mm -hmm. And and I believe that. I do believe that. Well, I was the same way as Christy then. Like I, when I fold towels, I don't know why I am not like this with my shirts. It's just the towels. Um, Maybe because it's easier, but I fold them so perfectly. I know I'm crazy um, to where there's no creases. They're they're They are like pristine, right? They're like a part of decoration at that point, which I think is why. And uh, anyway, my my oldest daughter and I were downstairs in the basement hanging out one night. I had just folded my towels. I had this little pile of them um, on a nearby piece of furniture. And uh, I remember making them perfectly crisp, right? And about a half hour later, my daughter and I were sitting on my bed reading, or I don't remember exactly what we were doing. And uh, she about gasped. And she said, Mom... And I was like, what, what, what? And she said, oh my God. And that her face was white as a ghost. And she was looking at the pile of towels. I thought, well, what the world's going on? And so she's like, do you see that? And I was like, I looked at the pile and I said, oh my gosh, I do. And I, <laughs> I literally tiptoed towards the pile of towels. I know how weird does that sound? There was this imprint of a hand that was so like pressed that like you can't even do it to a towel if you try and like you know what I mean and unless it's maybe this super super soft towel but this imprint was so marked down and you could see the exact outline and and dent of this hand on the towel and it was so freaky that she wouldn't go near the 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 stack of towels and I tiptoed as close as I could get it 
without freaking myself out because you know now you don't want to go near the, the pile <laughs> and you're like these are just towels how is this so freaky but um it was and I I got up the nerve probably from the basement tears <laughs> as a child but I got up the nerve to place because I'm like did I did I just out of character do that myself and not realize it so I put my own hand on top of that dent like kind of placed mine inside it and it, it didn't match at all. The, this looked like a, a big man's hand. Like the fingertips are like two inches past mine. And it was just like gigantic. And uh, it, I will never, for, I said, no one will ever believe me that this happened. And so we took pictures. And uh, so, you, so you have pictures of the. I have uh, pictures. Yeah, I can find them and send them to you. Yes, I have them. Of and, course. Uh, of course, I, you <laughs> you're like, I need the pictures. Yes, we need pictures. It was oh. so unreal. Just so, so, cool. so do you think, like, were you witnessing the hand actually being pressed into it, or do you think you just caught the aftermath? Okay, so it's hard to tell because when I was tiptoeing <laughs> towards the pile, it looked like it was getting deeper and deeper, as if someone was standing there trying to get my attention with the towel imprint. Does that make sense? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it, it finally stopped. And that's when I continued to move towards it and take the picture and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I, I believe with all my heart that someone was there, um, that they wanted my attention or something, clearly. And uh, that was the way they did it. And um it was just crazy. And just to see the movement on the towel, you know, when you're like a foot from it or two feet or whatever, uh, is just beyond your imagination. I know. And I've got a really good imagination and I'm sitting here trying to figure out like <laughs> how crazy that would be. Because I mean, the first thing that obviously crosses my mind is what a jerk that ghost is because he knows how neat what a neat freak you are. Oh, I like, know. I'm going to mess. Back, I'm like, man, that was rude. <laughs> but, but yeah, but you're like, so the energy it would take to manifest itself, to push down into some towel, into a towel to leave a dent. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, it's, it's got to be, it's got to be a lot. It for, is. And, and you, that. I've thought of that, the energy, because, you know, everything's about energy. And uh, I've uh, since that day and we lived there for, you know, I don't really remember years, though, uh, years. And it was constant stuff, not to that extreme, but constant. So I'm like, there's got to be some sort of energy, something going on in this in this house. It's just it's just crazy for it to be able to make knocks and open stuff and. Hey Shane, this is Scott. Yeah, I hope. I hope yeah. so. After we're so talking, I, about I'm, I'm still awake. I'm sitting here listening to this, and <laughs> you know, you're trying to give, you're trying to draw this mental image of what this handprint looked like, and I've seen the pictures of it, and I literally, we stacked up the towels, and I tried to push into the towels like that, and yes, it left a handprint, but it went away rather quickly. Now, if I can kind of give you an idea of what it looked like from the pictures it almost looked like you know how memory foam is and when you push on it it takes forever to come back up to its shape yeah that's exactly what it looked like it in the picture it looks like 
it's almost like it's memory foam and it is a i mean it's an it's an impressive handprint i mean you you see the pictures and you're like what in the world i mean see see that's what makes me wonder if if even while you guys are really looking at it if it's still just being pressed down by the good well, you know by whatever it didn't rise. I mean, it took me a long time to get the nerve to take the picture because you, you had to get somewhat close, you had to get somewhat close to it to see the detail. And uh, I don't know. I didn't want to, but I did, didn't want to. And uh, so, it, and it stayed like that. It didn't like release or anything. Like it was stayed as the imprint for quite some time until like so, until I manually took it off. Like I had to take it off myself. Well, so what what got your daughter's attention? I like, think... was it just the... I mean, to me, it's like there must have been something else that got her attention. That's a good question. I don't know if she just looked up. Now, on when we where we were sitting, if you just looked right up, and it was kind of across the room a little bit, you, you could see it. The shadows were... It was deep enough. The imprint was deep enough where you could see the shadows like you it was you could see it and i don't know if she just looked up and saw that imprint you know what i mean from yeah because it was so deep i you know i guess i don't know that question but yeah it was startling so so i mean i of course i'm guessing she still remembers that incident oh i'm sure yeah she may even have the pictures too i don't i don't know Oh man, he's here somewhere. I, I'm not sure. Where she... <laughs> well, let's not scare her. So, <laughs> yeah, remember the handprint? <laughs> Do you remember that really scary handprint? That okay, good night, sleep tight. Like, <laughs> poor kid. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, so I want to hear if anybody else listening for sure has had anything like that happen. Because, I mean, I've heard of, you know, marks being left or handprints or something. But to actually, you know, have a handprint pushed pushed out, like the hand itself mm-hmm. standing out, that is, that's kind of crazy to me. Mm-hmm. No, it, it was. I've... I've seen a lot too, and I've I've never and I've never seen an imprint again. But that was just like a one-time thing. It was just crazy. Lucky you. Am I? Don't know. <laughs> don't know. Holy smokes! So 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 what else? Uh, what other kind of good things happened to you along the way? Um, there was one, I where I used to work. And uh, this was a crazy one. I, I wasn't there. I did not see it, but I saw the picture afterwards. And uh, there was a is where I worked. And uh, down the hall, it was an old, old building, like old. And half the building was new. Half of it was really old. My office was in the old part. And uh, at night, after I had left, several coworkers were walking towards the hall. And they noticed this figure and it was, they thought it was a person. And then they stopped themselves because, you know, half the lights are off, half are, half are on just for security purposes. And they stopped dead in their track. One of them got so scared. She ran out the door, but the other ones took pictures because they're like, this, no one is going to believe us what this is in front of us. And sure enough, on the outside of my office door, which is where I come in, <laughs> um, was a person. It was an older woman with a dress. Um, you could see the dress. You could see her legs. You could see her hat. You could see everything about her. And I'm not in crisp detail, clearly. Um, but it was a very, very ghostly image that was at my door at at work and uh they took pictures and of course sent them immediately saying no one like just like what i did no one's gonna believe this no one in a million years is gonna believe it well we took this picture to like a graphic specialist right because we're like this is photoshop this is so ridiculous and uh 
the the guy said there is absolutely no way that this is Photoshop. And he something with pixels. He went in as far as deep as he could in the photograph, and he's like, no, this is real. And uh, I never. I was like, well, is this a good reason to call off work now? Or <laughs> do I well, have, do I have apparently there's somebody there's somebody there covering you when you're gone. They're waiting for me or something. But yeah, and I have that picture too. I can send you because um, well, well, they sent it right to me, you know, saying, hey, you might want to watch out. There's someone at your door. And I was like, you are kidding me right now. It was the it's actually the neatest thing. Yeah, a little scary, but it's actually very. What's the word I'm looking for? Like intriguing. Like you just stare at this photograph. It's just unbelievable. So did you have stuff happen at work then while you were in that office? We, yeah, we kind of did all the time. I mean, you just, you know, it is an older building and but some of it you're like, is that happening? Is that just coincidence? Like I'm, I'm a pretty matter of fact person. Like I kind of know what's real, what's not, you know what I'm saying? Like, or what's coincidence, what's not. Says, says the lady that has seen ghosts since she was five years old. Well, okay. I know, I know. People think I'm a crazy now. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, it was the coolest thing ever, though. I mean, it's like typically 95% of the things that's ever happened to me have always been in a house or a basement, you know, somewhere I live. This one just happened to be where I worked. And uh, just just a neat story, really. Just a neat did, experience. Did you have any any clue as to who that picture might have or who that ghost might have been? Uh, I would say yes, because what they were wearing would tell, told us that it was someone that used to work there uh, oh. because, of, because of uniforms. And you could kind of see, see that in the picture for sure. I get you. I get mm -hmm. you. Okay. Now, because Scott has sat there patiently and not <laughs> fallen asleep. I'm here. And, I'm here. And you, I'm here. And you, so Scott, you work, worked at the same building yes no that is correct that is so so i when we talked i talked to kelby and she's telling me these stories you sat back and then like well i got a couple stories too <laughs> and your stories not i mean kelby's are great but your stories are really stinking spooky as well and so i wanted you then to, i want you to share what happened to you and some of the people you worked with at the same location, because I could not hardly believe uh, the stuff that you told me. Yeah, it. Uh, I mean, like Kelby said, it was an it was an older building. I believe it was built in the early '40s. Um, a lot went on in this building, and we were actually doing some renovating on the the her image that she seen was on the ground floor, or that these people seen was on the ground floor we were on the first floor and we were working an afternoon shift and it was just me and another young kid and he was he was like fresh out of uh uh school you know he was only like 19 20 years old and we wore uniforms and we had pocket flashlights like the little mag mag light flashlights that you carry in your pocket we always carried those. And then we also had, cause I'm an electrician by trade and HVAC technician by trade. We also had uh, uh, voltage testers that we could test an outlet to see if it had power to it just real quick. Like, so 
we were doing all this renovating on this floor and we would be walking through and all of a sudden our little pocket flashlights would turn on and then my electrical tester and it's it's not no cheap tester it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty nice one um and i was walking through and the red light that's on it and it beeps it would just start beeping randomly and the red light would start lighting up and i would literally take it out and turn it off turn it off and be like huh that was weird and first couple times it happened i didn't really think much of it but then my flashlight kept going on and off and i was like okay but we were there another night and it was just me and this kid and we we were installing uh toilet paper holders and paper towel dispensers and you know we were putting up petitions and all kinds of stuff and we were building new walls and doing all this stuff well we'd ordered in on a skid all the paper towel holders now mind you these were all the motion sensor paper towel holders that you put in like 4d batteries to make them operate and we were working one night and this kid comes flying down the hallway and i mean you know he's saying some choice words and he's like dude somebody's messing with this i don't know who it is but they're not funny and i'm like knock it off you know because it didn't get me going you know and he's like i'm telling you man he's like there you've got to see this as we're walking down the hallway towards it, now mind you, these brand new paper towel dispensers are in the box and they do not come with the batteries in them. They're in the box. And as we're walking down the hallway, we can hear the paper towel rollers going, the motors are actually rolling. <laughs> and I was like, no, uh uh, no, they probably shipped this with the batteries. So I opened the box up. Of course, it stopped. I opened the box up. And the batteries were sealed on the side of the paper towel dispenser. And I was like, okay, all right, this is cool, you know. And and I I invite, you know, that kind of stuff. I, I like it. I think it's really cool. Well, a couple nights went by and we were working again and our lights started going off and we would hear an occasional door slam and this kid come flying down the hallway and he's like, that's it. I've had it. I'm not doing this. This There's no way because – he was literally freaked out by it. Now me, I would just walk down the hallway. I'm like, Hey, I'm here. Where are you at? And, but I never physically seen anybody, but my flashlight and my uh, voltage tester, they would all light up and, and beep. I mean, which is, which is, is weird because it would, that would be two different. Um, it take two different like physical things like the flashlight you'd have to push. Right? Yes. Yeah, to, well, the end of it, it twisted like a quarter turn to turn it on. Oh, so that actually twist. Okay. Yeah, the end and, of it would twist. And, and then the electrical tester, it had a physical button, soft button on it. You'd push and hold it to bring it on, and it would beep when it turned on, and it would light up. The tip would light up red. Wow. So, <laughs> and so you never knew when that stuff was – did it go off? in a certain area often more times than not, or did it just, it was just random. I mean, if we were walking in that old part of the building, it would, uh, it would just sometimes randomly go off, like unannounced, just all of a sudden be like, we'd walk through. Now I just, I just grabbed it. And this is a, it's a, it's made by fluke, which if you know anything about electrical stuff, fluke is a, is a pretty high dollar name brand stuff and i just got it and i'm gonna push the button on it see if you can hear it did you hear that beep? oh yeah yeah 
And so yeah. now the, the red light's sitting there flickering on it. And if I take and I, I hold it up to an outlet or something or a power cord, you hear that beeping, that solid beeping? So that is what's going off in your pocket? That's correct. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and I would just take it out of my pocket and then to turn it off, you push and hold it and it beefs solid and turns off. And, you know, it might come right back on within seconds and then other nights it wouldn't come back on. And I would be like, huh, that's cool. So even if you, okay, so just for the sake of argument, say you, something happened and you accidentally turned it on, you know, like, it's in your pocket and you rub up against something and it turns on. You still gotta you still gotta poke it in an outlet or something, a live source of electricity for it correct. to go off. That is correct. <laughs> and I have carried one of these for probably 15, 20 years. And very, very rarely have I ever made it come on by bumping into something because of the way the button is kind of recessed a little bit or flush with the actual. Uh, they call it a fluke pen is what they call it, uh, electrical pen. And I mean, it's about six inches long. I mean, it's pretty narrow. It's like a fat Sharpie marker looking deal. And I mean, it's, <laughs> it's crazy, but yeah, I've had a couple more than, more than a dozen times that has happened. And the paper towel dispensers, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I mean, that, that was interesting. I mean, at that point when I opened the box and I realized the batteries were, steel uh, they were still like uh shrink wrapped and not installed i'm like all right now this is uh this is pretty lit here <laughs> i mean it was it was an it was an experience and the young kid he he could not take it he literally <laughs> he told him he said if you want me to work in that section of the building i will not do it when it is dark out so <laughs> Well, I mean, did you tell, I mean, come on, kid, they don't make you work in the dark, right? There's lights right. on inside. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was crazy because I mean, when we were demoing out a lot of this stuff, there was some old lighting up in the, up in the ceiling, uh, like beyond the ceiling that you could see it had a drop ceiling in it. And I, I'll never forget. We got up in there to pull some of the lighting out of the ceiling because it was obsolete and it didn't work and we were just getting rid of it. And one of the other guys came up and he's like, dude, these lights are glowing. And I'm like, what? Went down there and they were just faintly, just faintly lit. I mean, just enough like, okay, well, that's, that's a little strange. I mean, after you had removed them, they were still in the ceiling, but we had, uh, oh. the, the wiring was completely gone, but like the bulbs were still in the fixture and they were just faintly lit. And so it was, there was some crazy stuff. Now, you can, some people would say, oh, this old building, you know, it was wired, you know, and these, these fly-by-nighters would wire these buildings and wires would get crossed and twisted. Maybe so, but as much stuff that, you know, happened. <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't matter what the, doesn't matter what the old timers did, like uh, doing electric, they're still not going to make a paper towel holder that go is correct the or my the or my flashlight or my uh my electrical tester holy yep <laughs> yep oh man so i could just imagine hey kelby guess what happened to me 
Oh yeah, well, guess what happened to me? I mean, it's like do it's like dueling ghost stories. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh well, you you want to share the other thing that you told me because I thought that was fantastic too. Yeah, so I was in um, I was in I was working in another building and it was actually built in the early '30s, and it was an actual. Um, it was an actual hospital that was converted to a business office. And so we had went in and gutted this old hospital and literally revamped it to make it nothing but business offices. And all the doors in the, the rooms, they stayed because they were, they were big, heavy steel doors. Well, there was probably, I don't know how many people that worked in this building, probably a hundred and 120 some. And on all the steel doors, there was uh, name tags that would have their name on like Shane Grove and it was magnetic and it's just stuck to the door. So I was in charge of this area and the one housekeeper was over there and they were cleaning this building up and they got done sweeping the end of the hallway. Now this hallway, you have to, you have to think this hallway is probably a good 10 feet across and they got to the end of the hallway and they were winding the cord up on the sweeper, her and another lady. And they heard something and they looked down the hallway and every door that was in this hallway had dropped every one of the, the name, the name tags that were magnetic. <laughs> now you stand and look at one end of this hallway. And I mean, it's, it's like, it's probably, I'm going to say 80 to a hundred feet long. And there was probably 20 doors on each side and they were all sealed doors. And in each door, each room, there might be two to three, maybe four cubicles that of people that worked in there. And so, you know, some doors had two, some had four, some might've even had six. I don't, I don't remember for sure, but they stood there and they couldn't believe it. And they were like, huh, well, that was weird. So they didn't think nothing of it. They just picked them all back up, put them back on. The next night they were over there vacuuming the carpets. Um, you know, this is like, this is probably like 10, 11 o'clock at night when the, when this happened and they got done and every single one of the name, the name plates had fell off the door again. And they're like, they, they just couldn't believe it. Well, they had sent me a text saying that they had all fell and that they needed picked up. And I said, leave them there. I'll get them in the morning. Because at first I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah, I, okay. They're playing a joke. The next morning, and I always got there between 6 and 7 o'clock in the morning. The next morning I got there, and I went up on, on that floor. And there was not a single nameplate laying on the floor. And they were all back on the doors. And they were all positioned the way they would always, you know, keep them in a line. And I'm like, the next, that day... When they came in, I said, hey, did you guys pick him nameplates up? And they're like, no. And I said, seriously? And they said, no, kid, you got to be kidding me. And I said, somebody did or they were all back up. Well, that night they all fell off again. And the one lady, she's like, nope, not having it. She literally walked off the job. She, it was, it was crazy. Now, mind you, this was an old hospital converted to a business, you know, a business office. And I mean anything and everything I'm sure probably went on because it was built in the early thirties. So, you know, you can only imagine, but my maintenance shop also 
was I had a maintenance shop in the in the ground level, and I was sitting there several times in the morning looking at the computer, you know, checking emails, whatever. And I always left my door open. So if somebody came in, I could hear them or look up, see who it was. I'd be sitting there and all of a sudden that metal door that I had a foot, uh, like one of those foot stoppers underneath, mm-hmm. that metal door would just, it would just close. And I'm like, huh, first time it happened, I didn't think nothing of it. I just got back up. I'm like, well, that was weird. Maybe somebody was messing around. I didn't see it. And then a couple of times it actually slammed. And I, there was one time, I'll never forget it, it slammed, and I was like, I about jumped right out of the building. I mean, I was like, what in the world? I got up, I opened the door back up, I put the the stopper, the door stopper, back underneath it, and I no more and sat down, and it slammed so hard, and the room got so cold, and I was like, okay, all right. So I just started talking. I just said, well, okay, if you want the door closed, we'll just leave the door closed. I can, you know, I can work here. I mean, where are you at? But nothing ever happened beyond that. I never seen nobody, nothing. I mean, no images, but the room would get so cold that I was just like, all right. (laughs) I mean, it was a, it was eerie. It was a very eerie feeling. Wow. You think so? I mean, mean, you would be sitting there on the computer and doing emails or whatever, and you would just get this feeling like somebody was watching you, you know, and I can just remember sitting there and I would look around and I'd be like, look, and I'm like, just, just show yourself. I just want to see who you are, (laughs) but never did see him. Wow. Now do you, do you feel lucky or are you disappointed? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm dis, I mean, I kind of was a little disappointed because I'm like, you know, I'd like to see who it is or whatever. But I mean, I, I don't consider myself lucky. It was, you know. And then when I met Kelby, all the energy that she brings, I was just like, <laughs> OK, I mean, you know, some of the stuff that I'm just learning now, I'm like, oh, OK. All right. Well, he's reconsidering the entire marriage at this point. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, but, you know, I. I fixed up the basement. Um, that's my man cave. And, you know, I go down there, there's a big flat screen down there. I mean, it's all fixed up and there's been multiple nights where I'm down there, you know, watching TV or working on a computer or something or, or just cleaning it up. You know, that's where all my, uh, deer heads are and stuff, you know, my, my, my trophies, my prizes and Kelby's came down there and she'll be sitting there and she's like, Hey, somebody's in the house. And I'm like, what? And she's like, somebody's upstairs do you hear that and i'm like oh yeah they always move the chairs and she's like what i mean she looked like she'd seen a ghost and i said well yeah i hear it all the time i mean i've been you know i i have a room down there as well and and i'll be asleep and or i'll wake up and i'll be laying there trying to go back to sleep and i'll i'll hear the chairs in our kitchen because we have uh hardwood floor it's like walnut hardwood floor and you know, in the basement, it literally sounds, you know, it sounds like a 500 ton, a 500 pound weight, I should say, being drugged across this wood floor. And I'm like, huh, okay. But I mean, it's crazy. I mean, <laughs> I now, do, you think, do you think that's stuff that follows you guys home or is it all, are you going to, are we going to blame this all on Kelby? I mean, I'm, I'm thinking blaming on Kelby. I mean, <laughs> I agree. I mean, I mean, that's that sounds better just to blame. Yeah, it does. It has it has a little nicer ring to it. But I mean, all in all, I mean, I don't know if they 
they come home with us. Um, you know, we've, we've had so many different things that, you know, at this point I I'm just like, okay, I, <laughs> whatever it is, what it is. I mean, I don't, I don't worry about it. So, I mean, it's kind of cool. I think. <laughs> I, you know, I wonder, um, how many of our listeners have that same sentiment? Like, that sounds really cool. I'd like that to happen. I'm guessing it's half and half. Half are like, oh, no, no way. I'd be out of that house. <laughs> the other half are probably like, oh, man, I wish that would I wish that would happen to my house. Oh, my gosh. Either way, though, you guys, I mean, you guys got nerves of steel. I, there's are crazy. No, you can now, just say it. Well, not, hey, now I know why you're trying, why you think you can make a movie because you've got nerves of steel. <laughs> you, you've got nerves of steel, woman. I can tell you that. But uh, well, I appreciate you guys coming on and sharing these stories. I hope, uh, I hope everybody enjoyed them as much as I did. And I hope it scared the, the pants off some people because some of that stuff is pretty creepy. I got to admit. I got to admit. But for every for our uh, Patreon members who are listening, uh, we're gonna do we're gonna cut this episode off here because we're running long on time, and I think Kelby's got a couple other stories she's gonna share that we're gonna put up our for our Patreon listeners. So um, thanks for you know thanks uh, Kelby and Scott for coming on and sharing your stories with uh, all of our regular listeners, and we'll. Uh, yeah, thanks well, for the invite. Yeah, thank uh, you. Well, hey, look, it's your fault. You invited me on your show, <laughs> and so you started it. No, <laughs> you, started, you started it. Yeah, I mean, look what else you've drug, you've drugged me into your movie too. So, I know it's never ending now. <laughs> so, I mean, I thought, all right, I'll I'll go and show up, and then I'm like, wait, there's a whole page of dialogue. What is going on? Um, I shouldn't have said yes. Can I get out of this? <laughs> it's like, hey, look. Look, you're the one that can cut it. Trust me. <laughs> oh, no, that. that's staying in there now. <laughs> I was cutting a bunch of stuff, not that part. Oh, geez. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. And uh, I can't wait to hear these other stories uh, over on Patreon. Absolutely. Thanks thank for you. having us, Shane. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs>
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.